Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss some kind of wonderful. Enjoy. to the show everybody how are you jordan doing good good <laughs> i'm doing wonderful luke it's always an awkward pause at the beginning it's hard to know how to begin a podcast i try to make it dramatic with the like one day you might be like how are you doing and i might be like luke i'm doing freaking this is the day <laughs> <laughs> this is the day i'm not doing all right i am not doing good at all <laughs> At all. In fact, I don't want to do this. I'm turning it off. I'm out of here. I'm here alone, everybody. You're going to talk about some kind of wonderful (laughs) by yourself. But luckily, this is not that day. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. So we're okay. Yeah, we don't have to face that today. (laughs) I've got a little vacation ahead, so uh, I'm excited. That's one. This is going to be a good show because of that. That's good. And we're going to come back refreshed. It's going to be really good after the vacation, too. So. Sure. Enjoy that. <laughs> let's let's hope that's correct. So Some Kind of Wonderful is the film this week. This movie was directed by Mr. Howard Deutsch, which... Which ones uh, did he do before? Uh, I want to say it was uh, The Great Outdoors. Oh, dude. He's done a ton of these things. Yeah, he has. <laughs> he definitely has. We're close I'm friends. I'm coming to know that. <laughs> As we've gone along, I'm, I'm becoming familiar with how many movies we've actually seen that he has done before. And uh, written and produced by Mr. John Hughes. All right. So, yeah. Uh, another Howard Deutsch. Oh, yeah, Pretty in Pink. That was the other team up they had. Yeah. And apparently, from I was reading a little bit of trivia before we started, and apparently they had a falling out. Mr. Hughes and Mr. Deutsch had a falling out oh, after Pretty in no. Pink. They filmed what what it says here on the some kind of wonderful fan page, which is hilarious. <laughs> which is hilarious. We're getting a little laugh out of that, that before that we, the show. That we started. <laughs> this is the fan page. Some that we kind started. of wonderful.org, of course, because <laughs> it's a nonprofit apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, they had some kind of falling out when they filmed the alternate ending for okay. Pretty in Pink, which you and I didn't get to see when we reviewed that movie, but. Maybe we should have, since it was such a big deal, apparently, in their relationship. Let me guess. Ducky is the one that she chooses. Is that, is that, the, is that it? I mean, that would make sense, right? I mean, I, I know that that's how um, Mr. Hughes wanted that movie yeah, to end. And this yeah. is... <laughs> well, you can see that in this movie, because... You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what they do in this movie. So, yeah, I guess they stopped working together after Pretty in Pink because of that. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad because, I mean, I would I would say that the movies that they teamed up together were some of the better John Hughes movies. So I guess we're not going to have a Howard Deutsch podcast. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe up until that point we could talk. <laughs> maybe. Might turn it around. We can be, uh, I don't know, Breakfast in Deutsch. I don't know. I can't think oh, of it. Oh, huh. No. That's perfect. Never mind. Breakfast in Deutsch. In Deutschland. <laughs> I don't even know what to think of that. Um, so usually I give you guys the budget, but apparently there was no budget because 
It's nowhere to be found on the internet. And I thought everything was to be found on the internet. So, hmm. well, this time I'm just gonna guess. Sorry, Jordan. And I'm, I don't have a right. Okay. There's, there's not a right. Since answer. you're the guesser, anyways, go ahead and go ahead and guess on the question mark. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say for the budget of this one, it was about 15 million. That's it. Yeah. Right. Wow. I knew it. I got literally it. doesn't matter what at, you say. At last. That's it. At last, I got it right. I'm gonna say you're right. It made back its budget plus uh, about 10 million more because it made 25 at the okay. box office. And I do know that. Oh, shoot. Dang it. <laughs> what is it? I do know how much it made. So it only made 18.5. Ooh. But, uh. It's Three million more than my budget. I think the budget. 15 guess, I think it's high, would be okay. my guess. I mean, if you think about this movie, like, there's not a lot of, like, hard things that would cost a lot of money. I, I can't imagine having to pay to remember, Lee Thompson like, that much. Like, Beethoven? I want to say Beethoven was, like, 19 or something budget. Dang, and that was in the people 90s, who've listened so. to our podcast are probably correcting us. Because <laughs> we just we just did that like two weeks ago. Yeah, well. and I've forgotten. But I want to say it was something like that, and I would have thought that Beethoven would probably be more expensive than this movie. Are you trying to also, tell me that was like ninety one? I think is that right? Yeah, Beethoven. I think so. So this was four years after this movie, eighty seven. You're trying to tell me you just don't have the budget of Beethoven just rattling in your head constantly? I know. How dare me? Oh, my gosh. Come on. Get it together. This is breakfast and candles. I know. We need to be thinking about the budget of Beethoven. big time. Oh, my gosh. Um, So another interesting thing. uh, I'm getting texts. I'm sorry. A little distracting. You're popular. Um, Fine. John Hughes said that he wrote the story actually with Eric Stoltz, who plays Keith in mind for the role. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Okay. You know? And uh, Molly Ringwald was offered Amanda at first and refused. Didn't like it. All right. Um, didn't like the role. And then it was actually given to another girl named Kim Delaney. She was actually cast, but then the director changed four days before production began and then given to Howard Deutsch. Huh. So, <laughs> he obviously wasn't John Hughes' first choice for directing Dang. this movie. <laughs> Maybe this started the Pretty in Pink feud. I can't believe how many movies this guy makes and writes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's why it's a good good thing to do a podcast on. Yeah, there's a lot of content. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's about all I have for trivia. Um, anything you find in your rummagings? Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm done with it. I'm not doing good at all. No, um, no I don't no. have anything. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. What what uh, what pops out at you, Jordan? Okay, so it, going into this movie is kind of like a, a slow burn as to figuring out what this movie was. I was like, okay, so yeah. we're introduced to our characters. We just It's the basic 80s thing. We got our... Uh, first of all, I want to talk about our lead. What's his name? Uh Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. I don't really know him Keith. from much, but from one movie. The butterfly effect, he's like the creepy, mm. abusive father in that movie. And so, I mean, this, that doesn't shade my opinion of him in this movie, but he's an interesting mm. guy. I don't know. He's just You don't really see very many characters like this. He's awkward in a very strange kind of way. Yeah. He, he comes off is somehow confident and awkward at the same time. And so he, no doubt he is our main character. And it's funny. He actually kind of looks like um, 
He's been in a lot of movies, but I feel like he's been just lesser roles in all these movies. Yeah, and I just know I I probably have seen him in more than just the freaking butterfly effect, but that's he's, what I got. He's currently in Madam Secretary. All right, he's been in that for four years now. So our boy Keith, get it, <laughs> get it, Mister Stoltz. Okay, so basically the the first part of this movie is just kind of establishing our characters. We got Leah Thompson, who of course we we all know Leah Thompson right. from, from Howard the Duck. <laughs> Obviously, from Howard the Duck, <laughs> fame and superstardom. Yeah, one of the most well-known movies ever made. Where she made her mark on the world <laughs> and on Hollywood. No, it's Back to the Future, obviously. <laughs> and it came out, what, two years before this? Um, uh, Yeah, and uh, she, I guess, is in the role that would have gone to, as you say, uh, Molly Ringwald yeah. as the popular chick. And so as this is forming and we're introduced to... Uh, um, Keith's family and we're introduced to the, uh, Watts and the dynamic of everything. I was like, okay, so Keith is the main character. Watts is the nerdy friend who we have no idea who she is. She just kind of appears. She's kind of, she's appears. playing the drums and then it's just like, oh yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> There's no introduction. Hey. at all. She's the quirky so. friend who clearly likes Keith. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is pretty in pink. Yeah. <laughs> this is a gender swapped fanfic. Of pretty yeah. pink. Yeah. And listen, as I'm saying this in the at the, <laughs> the very start of this podcast, this is not me disregarding this movie as just derivative yeah. tripe. I'm not doing that. I'm going to take this. I'm trying. I'm really trying to look at this and try to pretend I've never seen pretty in pink, which even though we've obviously saw this, what, saw it seven episodes ago. Is that what it was? <laughs> Something like yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> really. A few episodes ago, yeah. Yeah, but we, we get our <laughs> set up really quickly. So it's the same thing. right? Like yeah, straight away, it's, it's the same thing. It's very strange, the transition here to me. It was like they introduce these characters and it's just like you're supposed to understand what's going on. Like oh. the bully is just very abrupt. It's just like here he is. He's going to be a, a big character later on in the movie as we find out. And it's just like, first of all, he looks like he's 35, but also there's like no introduction to him. He's just, oh, hey, I'm the bully. This <laughs> then, is, yeah. And then like he disappears until later when, you know, Keith ends up going into detention thinking he's going to hang out with Leah Thompson, Amanda. <laughs> you, can call Leah, you can call her Leah Thompson. It's yeah. fine. I'm LT. Sure she, I'm sure she doesn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one thing I, I loved. He had, he had a uh, widow's peak, the bully. Oh, What's yeah. What's his name? Duncan. Duncan. Wow. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Doing really good on these names here. Some weird names. Watts? It's a strange yeah. name. First, I never understand why movie characters' names are strange. Like, you can literally pick anything. Like, uh, yeah. Why not pick something, like, memorable or something, like, people can remember? Yeah, we had Rice and Beethoven. Yeah, so, <laughs> so strange. It's like, I think it's the writer's intent to try to be like, I'm going to make this person stand it's like out. like you just looked at name. things in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at a light bulb was like 90 watts Oh watts what? Oh my gosh Got some rice in his room She has an electrifying personality <laughs> oh, So watts I don't that's know That's it I don't know if that's even Her blonde true. hair Lights up oh, the room Oh wow <laughs> So watts Okay I know As I was watching the movie I tried to put Pretty and Pink out of my mind But we're not going to do this here It's a podcast But watts is ducky Right Watts For is a sure. ducky character Without a doubt Yeah She's not as much as a clown. Clamboyant, doesn't fit in. Yeah, you know, gets made fun of. Kind of strange. Yeah. Um, has her own style. 
Yes. Kind of a punky kind of kid. Yeah, as as far as Ducky was like a goof, he did he was like a goofball to get attention. She has like more of an attitude to yeah. do that. She would like say kind of cutting remarks. She really has one dynamic. She's jealous. Yeah. Of every girl who's interested in him, and especially Amanda, uh-huh. and she just wants him. Like that's the only thing they drill in your head the entire movie. Immediately. It's like Watts cannot live without Keith. Yeah. Or drums, I guess. <laughs> Which I have to mention, when she was playing the drums in that first scene, it was it was all over the place. Like her, she was playing just fine, it seemed. But like what they were editing in, she was like, duh, duh, duh. and when it was like, yeah. and when it was the crash, she was when she hit the crash, it was like the sound of a snare drum. So it was very <laughs> strange. But anyways, I had to comment on that because I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute, what? But anyways, and also I would say in the beginning of this movie, we get this. At least I got this intense feeling that Keith is just a creeper. <laughs> like, yes. they, 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 I feel like the goal here was to make you feel like Keith is this really sweet guy who hasn't had a chance yet. And, you know, he's trying to get his opportunity. He's waiting. But it just came off so creepy. <laughs> like, especially when he's in the uh-huh. stands and she's like, you know, she gets in trouble because she skipped skip school. They're like, I guess, doing tennis or whatever. She gets her racket as she runs up. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you doing up there? You're just standing there, like, watching her. and like It's like Amanda is in a Making sure place nobody sees you. It's like, He what? just appears. He's there. He spawns yeah, he's in, in that club. <laughs> he's in the library. <laughs> he, well, like, he's in the gas station, but I guess they just showed up. But, like, his boyfriend, her boyfriend calls him out. And I'm like, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Some guy was just like, sure. Like, you know, uh, Hardy is obviously mistreating her. You know, that's the point of the movie here. And it's like, yeah, I, I get that. You, you're not, you're not rooting for him or anything, but at the same time, you're like, Keith's not really right for her either because he's just a weirdo. <laughs> I think a lot of that is in the performance. It's, so strange. it's a very strange performance. He's like, but why is, oh, why do they have him standing in corners drawing her and stuff? Like Don't get me wrong. That's strange. All that stuff is no good. But it's something we see over and over and over again in this like genre in this like, you know, kind of time period. We see this a lot in like romantic movies. And it comes off as like you're like, ooh, creepy. But you're never like <laughs> this was very creepy. This is very creepy. Because there was some of that in Pretty in Pink, but Definitely. not like this. No. Standing around corners just like intensely staring at what they're doing. They go overboard with it and the performance doesn't help. If you have a charming lead, it can kind of be like, Oh, I like this person. So I'm going to assume he has good intentions. But when you kind of have this off feeling about him, you're like during these scenes. (laughs) And so, yeah, whenever he's like following her around and just kind of there, wherever she is, (laughs) it's weird, but we got to talk about Harvey. (laughs) Holy crap. Wait, who? Harvey, the is that or it's Hardy. Hardy, okay. Hardy, thank okay. you. Um, he's the boyfriend of yeah. Amanda, Amanda Jones, and wow, they they. This is one of those things where sometimes I feel like they really went too far with him as yeah. far as how bad he is, and, it, and this is why. Sure, you can have a really terrible person in a movie. I don't care. Obviously, it's fine. These people exist, but the thing that <laughs> I guess they exist, so everyone knows. Hardy's out there somewhere. These people exist. So watch out. Watch out. <laughs> so um, the thing is, it, it hurts Amanda's credibility as a character. Right. And I know we're going to try to kind of do something with that later on. Yeah. But could you ever do enough? Yeah. 
I agree. He treats her like property. It's to not like anybody's forcing you. Exactly. You've clearly made a choice in your life. She's not married to him. And continue or, to make that choice. Yeah. As we see. It doesn't seem like she's out in the relationship out of fear or anything like that. She's not like that afraid of him. Well, it's a different kind of fear. It's a fear. She of doesn't people. even like him. It doesn't seem like no. she likes him at any point. She's just like, okay, whatever. Even after he, he like talks his way out of the first time when he's like flirting with the other girl. <laughs> She's, she's still like, she, it doesn't seem like she wants to be with him from the beginning. Like he's a jerk at all times. Yeah. And, and like the thing that makes it matters worse is like Amanda's like, she's not likable at the beginning. Like what you said when she skips yeah. school and she like, she gets into a ten, detention and she like flirts with the teacher to like get out of it. So creepy. Ugh. <laughs> he's digging it too. Oh, he's like. Oh, well. <laughs> like my hair. It's the most ridiculous oh. line. God. Man is like 70% bald. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen the movie. <laughs> He's very bald, so it's a, it's a very strange job that <laughs> Leah Thompson does hitting on a teacher to try to get out of detention. It's not a good sign that he wants to catch the attention of the high school girls. No, he's... The like, creep. Uh, no. The fact that he agrees is definitely a creep. You should be like, no, yeah. you're going to attention. You're definitely <laughs> going to attention. Get yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. I'll see to it that you get into attention. And she's like, oh, we won't mention this to anybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And speaking of detention, I, I did want to bring this up because I this is one of the parts that I actually, I, I, I really like this part in the movie. I, I think so we... So she goes to atten- detention, and Keith, obviously, because he's always there and creeping on her, sees that Amanda's going to detention. Goes straight to the fire alarm. Oh, my God. You get so much <laughs> trouble. You get more trouble than going to detention. You get, like, expelled or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the leniency of teachers is very questionable in this movie. But he goes to detention. I guess it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the bully character, Duncan, is there waiting for yeah. him. And Amanda is not. <laughs> Because she looks gets out like, of it, yeah. as we mentioned. Looks like they're going to murder him at this point. <laughs> exactly. Looks like they're going to kill him. But this is a weird dynamic I did not expect. They become, like, friends. Drawing buddies. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the scene where, because uh, Keith is into art. It's <laughs> it's kind of weird how it's brought in. It's like, it's supposed to be like, yo, you know it's his passion. He wants to do this. He doesn't want to go to college. Dad, he wants to go to, But it to feels more like it's just something he does. Because he does it randomly. Side. He yeah. doesn't talk about it much. Yeah. We don't see what he has to add to it. And so he's just drawing into tension while uh, Duncan is like carving into his desk and he shows him <laughs> his carving. He and just snaps it off. The, snaps it off. Off the desk. <laughs> and just to show him because he sees, oh, you're into art too. And he shows him yeah. and he's like. Not bad. And it's like a kind of understand because <laughs> we find out later that Duncan's, the goofiest scene. Duncan's father is the security guard in an art museum. So I guess he loves art. So it's <laughs> funny how these two connect. I actually yeah, thought I guess it was, that's true. I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, <laughs> what? Because it's unexpected. Uh, if Again, if you're going to do a movie you've already done, try to throw some unexpected stuff in here, <laughs> here and there. But yeah, that that's just a funny little thing that made me giggle. I also like the scene where uh, Watts has gotten whoever the kid is with the spiky hair. They I don't even know if they name the kid, but he's she's yeah. she's she's going to obviously try to make Keith jealous, and she's got this kid that's hanging out and like act like you're interested. Here he comes, and then yeah, I like it when he walks away and she, she's like, "Well, at least for the next ten minutes." And he's like, "Do you know how much damage we can do to each other in the <laughs> next ten minutes?" <laughs> 
thought that was more, one of the more funny lines in the movie. Damage we could do to each other. <laughs> My gosh. So I guess... Basically it, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> we never see this character again. He pushes her home in her car. We never yeah, see her except again. Except that, yeah. And uh, so it, it's the what pushes the uh, plot forward, I guess Hardy takes it too far with, uh, with Amanda. And she's like... Yeah. Actually dumps him. And of course, of course, Keith is there waiting in the wings to pick up the pieces because he's always just not there. just in the wings across the street, as he always is. I know. Just looking like and then he just walks straight across the street as that happens. My God. And he does a terrible when I job. go out. We're going to date. Hey, uh, uh, I was thinking, would you Tropic like Thunder. to uh, go out with me? Uh, yeah, that's more like it. It's just I, it, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It He's, reminded me of that Robert Downey Jr. line in Tropic Thunder. You walk up to that girl and you tell her, we're going to date, girl. <laughs> and he does. And she says yes. In his own creepy way. Yeah. yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess Amanda, kind of, she agrees, but it's she's a lot more flippant about it. I guess that he'd yeah. like to be at least that how this how it's so wishy washy in the next few scenes. Like her yeah. friends are talking to her, and then she's like, "Oh well, I can't do that. I can't be that cruel." And then she like, I guess she decides she's going to tell him to like forget about it, but then she like changes her mind. It's like, yeah, I don't even really get the point of that. I guess it's just to show like she doesn't really have many feelings for him at this point. She's still like wrapped up with her friends. Yeah, I, I think like because it's doing the whole. It's doing the whole like pretty and pink thing where it's like about class and like the fact that um, Keith is poor and she's part of like the rich. Yeah, kid it's, society. it's nothing like pretty and pink at all. Nothing. In that way. No, no, not at all. And like, so I guess like she's teetering on the edge, just like the guy in the, you know, the old yep. P and P. P and P. But. <laughs> So I guess that's what's supposed to differentiate her from like her friends, which are horrible. Her friends are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And so and they just kind of get worse as the scenes go. Exactly. And so, and, and, and so he'll like come up to her during class here and there and be like, oh, hey, hey, uh, Amanda, and be awkward about it as he is. And she's just kind of like, eh, sort of into it. She's like, oh, okay. Hey, hi. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, that was that was probably one one of the big things I didn't really like about the Amanda character. It was, she was so like you didn't even know really what was going through her head in a lot of these scenes. She like yeah. you said, she was just kind of like, oh well, I don't know. Like when when he ends up riding in the back of the jeep or whatever with them on the way home, you know, she doesn't say forget about it, but she's kind of like split between him and her friend, you know, mm-hmm. and she doesn't really like say anything in that scene. Like she, she, her friends like trying to push her to like tell him like forget about it. We're not going to go on the date, and so he like yeah. asked her, and she's just kind of like, oh no, I don't want to not go on the date, but she doesn't say she wants to go on the date. She just there's so many wishy washy scenes like that with her. It's like you don't even know what she really wants out of life, or you know she doesn't mm-hmm. seem to want to be with Hardy, but she doesn't really want to be with Keith. So just such a wishy-washy character with like no real passion. It seems like she just kind of does whatever her friends didn't say and goes along with whatever Hardy says until finally she says no. Yeah. Not but very kinda, charming in this. Uh, yeah. In this, she's pretty much just kind of blah through like probably 75% of this movie, which isn't great, yeah. <laughs> which is not great. Oh, something... I don't know. Even, even at the end, I don't even know yeah. if she, we'll get there. Anyways, 
<laughs> something about that we haven't even brought up is is uh, Keith's family. We don't spend a lot of time with them, and I'm gonna go ahead and say, say thankfully, we don't spend a lot of time because <laughs> they have the one trope, which I do. Mm, the needlessly overly smart little kid, and so little the, the little sister who just had yeah. quips throughout the entire time. Yeah. It's just it's. Oh my gosh! Is she's this a part a of this ballot's breakfast? And just <sighs> she's just a side thought of a character. Really, it seems like it's like a, a, an abortion of Filler. what of what they would do. They would go to do in Miss Doubtfire with uh, with Mara <laughs> with Mara Wilson's character, which is kind of like a full embodiment of that. But you get to spend a whole movie with her, and she's fine. But in this, yeah. it's very much just what in the world is this? Please don't, <laughs> please don't make this person a character. Thankfully, she's not. She's only in it for a few scenes. So. The sister, the little sister, the big, the oh. the middle oh, sister. Okay, okay. The middle sister is kind of just like I, for, I even forgot about the little sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably the wouldn't. big sister was the one I was thinking we were talking about. Yeah, the middle sister. She's just kind of like the classic middle kid who's just like trying to get attention and just trying to pave her own way, yeah. and she's just clashing with her brother the whole time. And so that's pretty much all she is really until she does well, something later on. Yeah, well, that I. That was kind of where I was going. Like that's kind of like the big turning point of the movie when like she hears what Hardy has to say at the mall mm-hmm. to his friends, and that kind of to me like sets off the whole like course of events of what kind of concludes the movie there. Yeah, it's because like this basically it's I, what I do like about this movie it it sets up what its third act is. It says this third act is the party. So when yeah. when Hardy invites Keith. Hey man, well, and, and the date really. The date's the one thing, and then like yeah, the, party, the finale yeah, is the exactly. party. Yeah, you know? and he, he okay. So this seems weird. He come, Hardy comes, and he's like, yeah, invites Keith to the party. So so it's clearly a trap, right? You know, it's a trap, right? Immediately, because he's like, I just want, yeah. you know, it's fine. <laughs> of course, I I have feelings for Amanda. You're but made to I believe that to nothing cool. that comes out of his mouth is truth. Exactly. Hardy, it's know. a trap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Everything he says is a trap. And I do like that uh, Keith is at least smart enough to give it a second thought instead of being like the classic, oh, yeah, man. Well, he, yeah. He the, the entire whole... time he's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> exactly. You'd think I'd be crazy if I didn't question your intentions here or whatever. Yeah. He's, being, <laughs> he's handling it strangely, but he's making sense at least. I, I do find it strange that when his sister comes to him and tells her what Hardy said that she, that he immediately assumes that Amanda was in on the plan the whole time. Yeah. Cause like, obviously that's like the wrench thrown in there and it's like, I don't really see how Keith, you know, should have drawn that conclusion. Like Amanda hasn't done that kind of thing yet. I mean, she's been like fine with going on a date and being nice to him and everything. And he yeah. has put her up on this pedestal. So I would think that he would think better of her and not think that she would stoop down to that kind of level. Yeah, well, Watts this whole time has been super jealous and just really moody about the whole thing again because she's clearly in love with Keith. And so she kind of plants the seed of that to make this whole thing, that whole thing bloom. Because she's like, oh, it's it's all a joke, Keith. Don't you know? It's not real. Any of it, you know. She doesn't love you and all that stuff. And then by the time his sister comes along and is like, you know, hey, I overheard him. And then he was like, you're serious, right? This is another point of the movie where I kind of like, huh? I like shake my head. I'm like, oh, because I'm expecting <laughs> the classic. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know, Amanda. Get out. I hate you. You know, that, yeah. that whole thing. But he's like, wow, you're, you're serious. 
Okay. And he like actually listens to her, even though she assumes too much. And so does his sister at that point when she overhears, yeah, we're going to bring him to the party. And And of course they don't go to Amanda and just to ask her straight up. Like, yeah, is this what happened? Because like, I mean, it's just, it's hard for me to believe that he would believe that she would be going along with Hardy's plan. I mean, he has seen obviously because he follows her everywhere she goes. (laughs) She clearly has a real problem with Hardy. And has developed, you know, an animosity towards him for these ridiculous things that he keeps doing. This is kind of like a weird writing thing, but the whole uh, Amanda's involvement in Hardy's trap, it's never like flushed out in the way where I feel like all the characters understand what's happening towards the end. Where I'm like, did you even ever find out that she wasn't involved in that? Like, I don't, I, I, to this day, I don't even know. I I think the answer is no. I think not. I mean, trap, I mean,. They keep referring it to that, but it's like, what? He's just inviting you over, and he's going to beat you up. Like, yeah, it's not. There's no complicated plan. Here. It's not very complex. It's not like it's not like oh, we're going to get another girl to seduce him, and then tell him that she wants to meet up at his house, and he won't know that anybody's there, and then everybody will be there. No. Hardy just says, "Hey, you should come over to my house. Gonna, it's gonna be awesome." Then the girl's gonna lead when him I into beat a the cave. crap out of you. That's the only part he leaves out. Exactly. <laughs> he's gonna leave Keith into a cave with the girl, yeah. and he's thinking he's gonna make out, and then the girl's gonna go away, and he's gonna make Keith yell at her, and then he's gonna make the cave collapse on him, and we did it. And then he has dynamite wired up in the cave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not that. He's not that intelligent in this nope, movie. No, it's, it's just. We should invite him over. Then we can beat him up. Then I'm gonna antagonize him, and hopefully he definitely doesn't have any friends. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be fine. So I guess like after he really hears hears this from his sister, he kind of just what I don't I'm confused to hatch his own plan. And at first, I'm confused to what it is because like all right, we haven't mentioned the dad. I guess we should. The dad is he's a broken. Basically, the dad's part so far up until now has been, hey Keith. You've been looking at colleges yet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every single scene. I've been looking at this. You looking at those colleges yet? <laughs> no, Dad. Leave me alone. I got dreams. No, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dad. I've been painting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And so I don't even understand, like, what he does here. He, he like, hatches a scheme and we don't know what it is. some kind of investment stocks or... <laughs> CDs, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I'm not at all. He's just like, you got some money here. Pay for your first year. And so he goes and cashes it and gets some uh, diamond earrings. This is the one. This is like kind of foreshadowed a little bit. Apparently that's what cost the money, even though I feel like a lot of the other stuff seemed pretty expensive too. Yeah. How did he get the amphitheater? How did he get private use of the amphitheater? Is that a that rental my car? Question. Or is that something he He said he borrowed it. But what does that mean? We have a lot of questions. Like, does he have a buddy or do you actually go, like, rent it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is an important scene I think we should mention when... Um, so I guess Watts is there kind of hatching the scheme along with him, sort of, but even Which still... I don't know why she would go along with it. This no would be idea. miserable. I can't imagine, I like, somebody no I'm idea. in love with going along on their big date. I guess That's she just crazy. has to satiate her curiosity, I suppose. So she has to, like... Oversee it, even though it's torture. Obviously, I guess she figures she'll intervene at some point. I guess. Yeah, and so at this point, <laughs> we don't even know what he hopes to achieve. He because all all we know yeah. is he's spending money and he's talking about something, and he's like, I gotta stand up to the bullies or whatever. Yeah, that's all we know. But there's like this scene where he's talking 
about like how to go on a date with like they're talking with Watts and we're like, well, what if what if she kisses me or whatever? And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is weird. It's so weird. This is really weird. I think it's like crazy sexual. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be weird. I mean, let, I should say that this whole this whole thing is supposed to be awkward and weird. But she's like, she kind of tricks him into kissing her by Which trying is to ridiculous. Yeah, it's not a. No. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, oh, maybe maybe we should practice kissing. They do play him off as so dumb. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like they pick and choose when to make him smart and when to make him dumb. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, he's pretty smart and insightful and other times like you're an idiot (laughs) clearly she's in love with you this entire time and clearly it's not a good idea to kiss her if you're really going to go out with this other girl like oh my gosh clearly you're playing with her like it's just crazy yeah and so there's some serious heat in that kiss they you know yeah starts off it's like (laughs) oh we're we're feeling this out and they like grab each other a little bit more than they should she puts her legs around him yeah yeah it's pretty (laughs) steamy but but yeah, she like walks away mad because I guess like for for her it means a lot in that moment because she's in yeah. love with him and it's her first kiss. But for him, it's like <laughs> wow, you know what I mean. And so that kind of pisses her off the fact that yeah. he's taking it kind of lightly. And uh, it's the classic. It's it's Ducky and and in different ways, it's the same kind of thing you'd expect. It's that dynamic, whatever. <laughs> so I guess at this point, well, we oh no no I'm sorry. There's there's another thing we because this is a big scene in the movie I guess we should kind of talk about it the dad's a big one note <laughs> this scene yeah it's Our funny first F word <laughs> what in the world so <laughs> it's crazy how he goes from hey Keith I need to talk to you to literally losing his mind he's screaming it okay so this is bad what are you effing doing this scene is terrible because like it. They do this kind of thing in Pretty and Pink where it's like there's this emotional thing that comes to a head, but it's done yeah. poorly here. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about the mom, and it's about like love and Pretty and Pink. Yeah, here it's just so about... it like makes it like makes a little bit more sense why it's so passionate. Like this is so overboard. <laughs> so he finds out that he takes the college fund money to like buy earrings. He's like, "Where's the money? He's gonna get it back. <laughs> Where's the money?" And so this is the what I'm not going to college, Dad. The, the reason why this is bad is because it's a lot of overacting for sure, but it goes from overacting to underacting yeah. when he's like, okay, so when he, <laughs> he explains nothing to his dad. He's just like, I got a plan. Okay. I'm the I, awkward kid. Okay. I don't fit it. He's like, really? I didn't know that. And he's like, wait, what? Your son paints. <laughs> like, You know that. So where's the money, Keith? <laughs> I painted it away, Pop. So it just resolves. And like the daughter's like, just like listening in on it. And she's like, did he lose his mind or whatever? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, he kind of did. Yeah. And then he just didn't. The only F word in the movie. That's it. He lost his mind. Money, <laughs> oh my oh. God. I think like, I thought it was like, it was so over the top. I thought it was going to turn violent. I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then he kills him. <laughs> He's like strangling him, a Homer Simpson Bart style. Well, nobody gets him because he's dead. Oh my god! <laughs> Amanda and Watts arrive on the scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened, Mister Nelson? What's that on your hand? It's nothing. You have any some red ink on it? No, no. no, no. <gasps> he's trying to wash it off. <laughs> it won't come off. <laughs> 
<laughs> We've taken this way too far. So the part, so the the date, so the date, the date. <laughs> this is this blew my mind. So Watts is gonna be. This the is just incredibly awkward. Like the whole night, ridiculously awkward. Uh, <laughs> She's opening the door for, her, which is like right off the bat. I don't know how it's not like weird, but it like somehow it gets weirder later. <laughs> Yeah. Like after like the restaurant, she's like, you break his heart, I'll break your neck or something. Break your neck. <laughs> it's true. And it's even awkward between them because obviously Amanda is like, oh yeah, it's a date. But Keith is like, it's sort of like a, eh, I know what you're trying to do kind of thing. He's like been giving her a little bit of attitude. She kind of, she kind of says the same thing though too, you know? Yeah. She's like, you use me as well to get back at all those kids who like made fun of you or whatever you know bend over you because of your social status uh okay like probably my favorite part is just the fact that uh uh watts is out back <laughs> gambling with the kitchen staff. i love that <laughs> i do really love that moment where all the all the other like chauffeurs and kitchen staff whatever they're playing dice and she's there playing <laughs> with them i mean she's like has a hard edge to her so yeah. it makes sense for her character <laughs> it's funny but it's just funny because i'll take those odds seven <laughs> to one seven to one <laughs> Yeah, it was charming. There's there's scenes here and there like that where I'm like, okay, that, that's some actually genuinely charming moments. But yeah, um, awkward dinner, awkward time at the amphitheater. Yeah. It's like they have to get the fact that they feel like each other is using each other off their chest before like I feel like the mood kind of tames itself a bit. Ooh, there's some there's a there's one where that hits like an eight point five on the creep factor, is when he takes her to the art museum. You know where this is going. Oh lord! He takes her to the art museum and he's like, "There's one in here I want to show you." Exactly. He's like, "This is my church." I'd be running for the door <laughs> if I was Amanda. This is here's where I want to live. This is, there's something I'd like to show you, Amanda. <laughs> and then they round and the a corner. Body. <laughs> It's Hardy. Watts is dead up on the wall. <laughs> she went first. You're oh next. My God. What do you think? This turns into Dexter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's like the Simpson version of this movie. You like it, Amanda? We could well, live here, you. you know. My father, Cliff, taught me this one. Now you're my work of art. You have to understand. <laughs> <laughs> my father was a hard man. <laughs> so yeah, that's this is bad. She sees like she paint he paints this ridiculous like picture of her, which looks like Emma Watson from uh. This, it looked like Emma Watson to me. I was like Emma Watson. I didn't feel like she was alive at this point. I don't think she was alive either. It's but a vision of Emma Watson. <laughs> Yeah. I think this is who should play Hermione in the Harry Potter series. What do you think? <laughs> and then they go to the amphitheater after this. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. And then Watts is sitting there the entire time <laughs> like watching them. Straight out they're like at the stage and she's like in one of the amphitheater seats. Yep. Just audience. Apparently she can happening. hear everything they're saying too. Well, those are some really good acoustics. Incredibly right? awkward. <laughs> yeah. And then they're kissing and she's finally like, okay. So some of the stuff I want to hit on some of the stuff they say here because this is where we're supposed we're we're getting all the character change here. This is where it happens for the most part. Now they're in love. They're, yeah, well, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, so he, out of nowhere, he vaguely calls her out. It's kind of what we say. It's very vague. He's like, "You've been using me, right? It's all a joke. You, you're just using me." And she says, "Yeah, kinda." And then 
that's never elaborated on. He just kind of. Which I don't really understand what she means by she was using him. What What do you think she means there? To get back at Hardy. To like express her anger. Really? Because I didn't feel like she was trying to get back at him. Well, I feel she, like she just hated him. She does hate him. But I think she, she was doing the whole thing where she's like. I said yes, like when he like when she says yes to going on a date with him, and she like rubs it in his face, and you know she's enjoying it. I mean, so more of just like a revenge, getting back at, not like trying to like get him back. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and and honestly, I don't understand what she's saying. She's like, "Well, you were using me too." I'm like, I get what she says, but I don't feel what she's saying is truth, because I feel like you know before he's only acting this way because. He thought it was a trap. Like, he thought you were trying to get him pounded. Yeah, but when he's talking to his father, I feel like that's when some of his feelings kind of come out. Because mm-hmm. he's talking to his father about how he's the awkward kid and, like, you know, no one wants to be friends with him. And I feel like that's kind of the chip that's on his shoulder. And getting her is just kind of part of that. It's like, yeah, he likes her, but he doesn't really want to date her that much. He mm-hmm. really just wants to reach a higher social status. And I think his sister kind of feels that and has the same feelings because she's just more blatant about it because her personality is different. You know, she's sitting Mm -hmm. there chatting to her friends about, oh, yeah, it it drops down to the family as well. So now I can hang out with Hardy and all his friends. Yeah. I think for the ending to make sense, that interpretation has to be true. For the ending to make sense. From what what, what he said to his father and then what he says later to her, I think. Yeah. That's... That's how I bridge those two conversations. And there's there's a line that's said here that it's of note because it's repeated. And if you have a line like this that's repeated, it's probably a theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that I'd rather be with someone for the uh, uh, that's what she says. I'd rather be uh, with someone for the wrong reasons than be alone for the right ones. And then he says, "I'd rather <laughs> be right." Yeah. And so, meaning that it's better to kind of ha- be, do the right thing, even if it means being alone. Yeah. Or whatever, and so it's repeated later. But that's the kind of conclusion she comes with too. Is kind of like the oh, I'm being ridiculous, and I need to actually stand for something, and not yeah. just be with a dude just because I'm afraid of being alone, or whatever. Yeah, and that's where she breaks down. I guess and she's a new character now. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. She transforms into a new character in front of Ryzen. Yeah, they make out in front in in, in front of uh, Watts, of course, for her to enjoy. Yeah, very strange. Very strange. But yeah, let's go. So yeah, they show up to Hardy's at this point. Let's go. Just right into the trap. Everyone's trying to stop him, obviously. Watts like, don't do it. And he's you like, no, he's going to beat the crap out of you. It's like, yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, well, can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait, yeah. And so, yeah, and what we said came to pass. There's no elaborate trap. He just gets... No. Nope. Because like, you think there is. Well, 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 well. Oh, hi. Hello, Keith. <laughs> I'm going to say a bunch of nasty stuff and we're going to fight. And so like when Let's he take him out back, when he taps him and he's like, he's here. You think some elaborate plot is about to hatch before your eyes, but nope. <laughs> okay. Let's walk over there and punch him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you guys take him out back and do God knows what. Yeah. He, all he does is just like he antagonizes the fight by just being really nasty. And of course, Keith lashes out. Do you think he would have actually fought him? Because he he tries to get him to come out, remember? He's like, well, why don't you take me out back? Why don't you take me outside? Yeah, I think he's a coward. I think he's revealed in the scene that he is actually a coward. I I mean, do you think Keith 
actually wanted to fight him at that point? Hmm. You think that's what he was getting at? I think he was willing to get to that place, maybe. Or he was just trying to like take him into like the bullies. <laughs> yeah, or buy they some They were time. waiting outside. I think I think Heath would have fought fought Hardy. I don't know if he would have won that fight. He didn't come off to me. He came off to me as like just a regular guy, not like a wimp or but not like yeah. a bruiser or anything yeah. like that. But you know He has secret paintbrush weapons in his back pocket. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna throw he's them out. Twirling paintbrushes around. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Wait, those are sharpened. No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is the point where Duncan comes in. I mean, we saw him earlier when he let him into the museum or whatever. They're buds now, man. They are tight. They are close friends, and he's there to wreak havoc on this place. That's where I feel like Hardy is immediately. He's like, oh, he's immediately a coward in this scene. Yeah, he's scared. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I just don't want any He's trouble. He's not called Duncan on IMDb. Is he not? He's Duncan? just called Skinhead. <laughs> what? That's what it says. Oh, that's weird. They didn't decide. They did say Duncan in the yeah. movie? Huh. Yeah, I was like, come on, Jordan. Do it for the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. I'll believe you. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Maybe it's just like the $15 million that this movie cost to make. <laughs> You'll never know. But yeah, then... Uh, okay, so we... They leave, and I guess, like, the whole thing is, like, they leave uh, Hardy alone with his own hate, hatred or whatever. He's like, no, no. And, and the other bullies. And the other bullies. Are apparently going like, to do God knows what What are him. they going to do? Just burn his house down. I guess. They, like, look around like, oh, let's have some fun, boys. And so, Back the diesel truck in. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. So he, in a, like, oh, yeah. And there's this weird scene where, like, the one of, uh, one of uh, Amanda's friends like is like gives winky eyes to one of his psychopath friends. Like, what? <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be funny, but it's just kind of stupid. But <laughs> her friends are just the worst. I think is the idea that we're supposed to get there. I guess so. I guess once he was dethroned as being like the bad boy, I guess yeah. anyone who, who's here, yeah. who else is here <laughs> that I could get with? Yeah. So, anyways, they walk off, and here's our moment of decision. I didn't know it was a moment of decision, but I guess it is a moment of decision. Yep, the culmination. It, it is strange, yeah. It's very strange. It's like, we're in love. Let's go to Hardy's house. Wait, I know what's happening now. Yeah. Because we only have five more minutes of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> or like, like one more minute. <laughs> Keith just like looks at Watts and then like, and she and Amanda sees him yeah. looking at Watts, and then he like flashes to the him kissing. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh my!" That's the thing God. that just like doesn't just make sense at all. That's what I was saying earlier. It's like they're in the garage, and it's like obviously it would have dawned on him way before now, but it would definitely dawn on him now. What on earth? And then it's like not even a moment that it should have dawned on him, and he just looks at her and is like, "Oh, now I understand." Yeah. And Amanda's cool with it. She's like, he's like, she's like, go. <laughs> she gets it immediately. She doesn't know Watts. And she's like, go yeah. to her. And why whatever. does she understand that either? Because I guess Keith's an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, why would Amanda understand it? Like, I have no idea. She doesn't understand their dynamic at all. She barely knows them. Ah, but she'd ra- she's okay with being alone, I guess, now because of, again, she'd rather be right or whatever. And so she gives him the yeah. earrings and he chases after Watts. And it's like... He, he's what the things he says is like, I didn't know. I never knew or whatever. What did he, what did he see <laughs> in that moment or here to make him know then? Yeah. Why then? <laughs> he flashes back to them kissing me. And he already did that. So what? <laughs> so strange. It's very strange. There's it, no it, explanation, Jordan. That's the answer. That's the thing. Because like, okay. So 
I'm going to compare these two movies right now. So this will benefit for you listening to the Pretty in Pink podcast. But how it ends, he ends, she ends up with the other guy. I don't remember his name, but the popular kid in Pretty in Pink. Yep. And Ducky gets kind of the leftovers or whatever and gets kicked to the dust. And so, like, I honestly think in in that movie, they actually, like, did a pretty good job of being like, well, I think... She could choose Ducky in that moment because he swooped up and saved her yeah. from having to go to the prom alone. And he yep. ended up, you know, being really nice at the end. Which really and, just meant walking through the door and then the other guy just swipes it. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas the other guy was the one who was wishy-washy. But in this movie, we get all the character stuff with Amanda towards the end. I'm not saying it's great character stuff, but we get character yeah. stuff at the end. The whole movie, Keith is just kind of like looking at... Um, Watts wow, like a friend. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And nothing ever changes until this Way last Way too much of a friend. Moment. Way too much. They needed to do more yeah. to make you buy this. Like, it's fine to, like, be like, I shouldn't Watts was making you. it so obvious, too. That was the other so thing. So obvious. She didn't, like, play it down. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. No, she, she was like, you don't need to go out with her. She's the worst. Please don't go out with her. <laughs> Sweet Lord. And he, she doesn't play aloof as much as Ducky did either because she was like saying some honest, she would say something very honest, but it wasn't like the full truth. Like when she was like, look, I don't think we should hang out anymore because you mean so much to me and I can't be with you like this yeah. because I don't want to end up hating you. She really spills her guts there. And it's like, really how did does. you not realize exactly. it at that point? Oh my gosh. And so yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, but throughout the whole thing, there's nothing as far as like Keith's concerned. But all of a sudden, he's like, "I never knew." And they make out, and then we get the, <laughs> and then she, she's, she's actually giving a good performance here for some reason. I, I'm just like Watts. I don't know the whole yeah. is like I wanted them. Like she wanted those earrings. Like he gives the earrings to her, and then we get I think the the worst line to end this movie. <laughs> this is awful. And he says it. Go ahead. He says it as creepy as I don't possible. remember it. The, uh, he's like, you look good wearing my future. Oh, yeah. Because he gives oh. her the earrings, which is all his future money. Didn't they referred um, to that earlier, I feel like. Yeah, because when he gives them to Amanda, she was like, this is everything I have. Every sin. This is my future. And oh then my he gosh. says it at the end, or, you look good wearing my future. It's so weird. Cringy. <laughs> that line there. It's like some, some lines like that sometimes is like, oh, that's a cool line. This is not that. No, I don't even think a good, I don't even think it was a horrible delivery, but I don't even think a good delivery could have saved that line. That is a mistake. Yeah. You strike that from this movie. Yeah. Use some other word other than future because that's just weird. Ugh. Ugh. My destiny or something. Like at least that would make a little more flow a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That is it. I, I, I did stay through so, the credits. Yeah, I did too. I'm not making that same mistake. There wasn't I anything, was there? Oh, dude. I didn't watch right to the end. Brad Pitt shows up. Oh my gosh! And they, <laughs> no, no. I watched like half, half, half the way through. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. They just walk away and they kiss. That's it. Nothing like she's having a baby. Yeah, we're all best these part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Spoiler for she's having a baby. Sure. Just skip right to the end credits, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just overall thoughts, I guess. Here, um, my overall thoughts would be. I think this movie's been reviewed a little bit better than it deserves. Um, To me, this is... To me, this is like a 5-6 movie. I just... I feel like the characters are not as sticky as I would like them to be. I I don't... 
I don't feel Keith's struggle here because of all the reasons like we've described. It's like, I don't feel like painting is his passion. So it's like, I don't really feel the like class divide that they're trying to develop throughout the movie, which, Mm -hmm. which ends up being like the whole thing. They're saying like Amanda was being used by him to like try to go up the social ladder. And it's like, I don't feel that, that that wasn't established earlier. So it didn't, wasn't like a thing in my mind until they said it, you know? And I feel like if, if you really want to develop something in somebody's mind, like that should be the thing they're thinking of before you even have to say it in the movie. And to me, they didn't do that. So for that reason, I feel like it fell, fell short. And as well as like the way Amanda was being scripted as well. It just, it didn't make me feel for her, her struggle. It just felt like she hung out with a douchey guy, but it felt like she was a little douchey herself. Like, like she just, she was very selfish and I don't even know like what she wanted out of those relationships or what she wanted out of life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Honestly, probably my favorite character was um, Watts just because I think she was the most fun of all of them like despite her anger and her jealousy which i felt was like overplayed i i did i kind of liked her i just i liked the way she was played she was yeah. more interesting so to me this is like a five six um you know worth watching but i wouldn't highly recommend but please yeah. i'm probably tell around, me where you're falling on it I, i'm around that area i don't differ too much from that i, I came off as being a little bit more uh, negative about the movie at towards the end but as a whole I think it's it's fine. It's it's fine. There's a, like this is again, it's fanfic from the movie Pretty Pink. It's probably John Hughes has put himself into the role of uh of Keith a little bit in this movie and he he does a little bit of his wish fulfillment with the script of Pretty Pink. And I think yeah. there's a few things that they actually do better than this movie in the Pretty Pink. I like Watts better than I like Ducky. I, you know, I think uh, Amanda's a little bit more, uh, at least a little bit more entertaining. I don't know about a good character, but she's a little bit more uh, <laughs> of, a, of, of a character than the guy that we get and I can't even remember in Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. But Keith is, I think he's a dud. I think uh, it's just, it's yeah. the performance, it's the writing. It's, it's just definitely like Molly Ringwald. Molly better. Ringwald is yeah. great. If you take some of the strengths of this movie and put Molly Ringwald in it and take away that. Yeah. Which they almost the did. Yeah. They, they wanted her. So, you know, that might've really improved the movie. Yeah. I bet you when she read the script, she's like, so you want me to be in the same movie again? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a weird moment for her, yeah. but all in all, it, I liked it okay. You know, it's it's not a movie I was rolling my eyes at throughout the whole time. I mean, there was definitely some weird parts in the movie. But if you like Pretty in Pink and you kind of want to see just kind of a remix of that, which is what this is. It's a gender-swapped yeah. remix of that movie where there's some things that veer off in ways you don't expect. Some ways that I'm like, I like this a little bit better than that. I mean, I don't know. I am think I'm a minority there. There's some people, when, I was, when we were watching Pretty in Pink, they are like, oh, we were watching Pretty in Pink. Oh, I love Ducky. I'm like, well, okay. Well, I do not. I I did like Ducky. Yeah. I think that's the majority opinion. So you might not feel the same way, but yeah, I mean, I obviously like pretty and pink more, but this is a fine movie. It's, it's whatever. It's probably again, a six. I'd probably put a little bit above. It's a 7.1 on IMDb. And that's what I was saying. I think it got reviewed a little higher than I would agree with. Yeah. I I would not feel good about giving it a seven. No. Yeah. But yeah, what do we got next time, Luke? Uh, so next week we're doing Dennis the Menace. At last! <laughs> so 
So back to the comedies again. We've had a little drama lull in our between Dutch and then I guess Beethoven was <laughs> ridiculous, but she's that having drama? a baby was pretty uh, pretty drama heavy, and this movie incredibly drama heavy. So Dennis the Menace, we're gonna get goofy for a week. Yeah, and then Mr. Mom continue yeah. to be goofy. <laughs> so yeah, Dennis the Menace next week. Um, yeah. Looking Excited. forward to this one. My I hero. haven't seen this movie in years. My childhood hero. Maybe Dennis even the decades. We will go into all it's of it. It's been a long time. Hero? Wow. <laughs> For better or worse. That's, mostly worse. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. We'll go. We'll talk all about it. I live my life according to the way <laughs> Dennis the Menace taught me to live. I live my, my life. My hero. One slingshot pellet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> to be a menace is the dream. <laughs> yeah so i i haven't fa- i didn't have any notes on where it is streaming so i have to look that up later but all right <laughs> hopefully it's somewhere easy enough to watch so. hopefully it's not gonna be a dutch situation where we end up in the <laughs> back alley of the internet yeah. to find this one i, I kind of doubt that yeah i know dennis the menace a lot better than i know dutch <laughs> which is at all so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thank you guys for listening and have a great week see you If you'd like, you can follow us on Twitter at Candlecast, or you can follow me at PaintMeJordan. If you enjoyed Breakfast with Candles, check out our other podcast called Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. Thanks for listening. See ya.